There's 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Donaldson strike out again or seeing Judge hit 62 bombs. Bang! Bogart's leaving town, Kike making plays or Kenley closing the door. Debating with your friends, making dumb bets, or complaining about the umps again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Let's go, y'all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. Man, Fred, Gamby and Beal made a podcast. Hello and welcome back to season two of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast, a podcast produced by two best friends who despise each other's baseball teams, but love each other anyways. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in now to the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Gambardello III, coming to you live from the great state of Virginia. And coming to us live from the great state of North Carolina, my best friend and co-host, Mr. Matthew David Beal. Beal, today we're going to get into basketball and football. I mean, we're not really big hockey guys, so we'll just go over that. But that's happening as well right now. Um, but Beal, your Nuggets, still in first. The Nuggies. In the, in the Western Conference. Yeah, give us, give us a little insight on, on what's, what's going on with the Nuggets. Yeah, um, the Nuggets are fantastic. Uh, we fended off a, I, I don't know, I was going to say a tough Clippers team, but lately they haven't been a very tough Clippers team. But uh, we fended off a, a hard battle against the Clippers last night in the second in-season tournament game. Um, the Nuggets are now 2-0 leading their group. Uh, I don't I don't know much about the in-season tournament. Um, I I know that the Nuggets are doing great, so I'm happy. Uh, and I believe it's a point-based system on record and, like, your uh, um, plus-minus, I guess, overall. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that the Nuggets can pull off a couple more wins in the in-season tournament to lock them in uh, for the – quarterfinals um coming up in december i think i don't know at some point in the regular season um so yeah i mean i I guess uh should should we talk a little bit about the in-season tournament and what we think about it uh i think that the bulls won't compete very well in it i know they are zero and one currently and I think that the in-season tournament is really pointless. And I figured you would think that. I wish that the in-season tournament, other than just, you know, I guess some money, they're trying to get more people to watch the NBA regular season, doesn't affect me at all. So it hasn't worked on me. But if there was a playoff, like an automatic playoff bid on the line, like no matter what, winner of this game, gets to go gets to get the eight seed like instantly like they are locked that would be cool they are locked in on a playoffs play it playing spot 
playoff spot just for winning this like midseason tournament, I think we'd see a lot more competitive basketball um, early on in the season. But I, I don't think these guys really care. The NBA guys really care all that much about the in-season tournament. And I, I just, you know, I, it just, it just doesn't grab me. There's a, there's a sport that's going on right now that very much grabs me with rivalries and, and big games coming up. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. This in-season yeah. tournament for the NBA does not grab my attention. Yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat, but the Nuggets are good, so it's kind of fun <laughs> um, for me. Uh, but I, I will say I have heard a lot of like reports, and maybe this is just the NBA releasing you know, the positive feedback about the in-season tournament, um, which could be very likely. Um, but I, I have heard reports saying that a lot of players are coming out and saying to reporters that the $500,000 bonus they get from potentially winning the in-season tournament is definitely a motivator. Um, I, I definitely think that for some teams, it doesn't mean anything, but for the teams competing and at the top of their groups and, you know, capable of winning the in-season tournament, which really should be a good representation of, you know, who plays well in the regular season. Um, it sounds like, you know, they'll have something to fight for. So uh, I, I think that's, pretty cool and you know as a fan of a team that is playing pretty well in the in-season tournament so far it's fun for me um and i think we could see some pretty cool and meaningful regular season games where players will be uh fighting hard and playing hard so i i, I like it I, I feel like it's it's a no-lose situation for the nba like whether people buy in or not the players will definitely be playing harder in the championship because if you get to that point like you know, you're playing for $500,000. I don't think these regular season play in like group games change audience levels at all. Like I honestly have not been paying attention to like which games are the in-season tournament um, games. And just notice when I see the floor on the court is like all fancy and done up to, you know, have the in-season tournament logo on it and stuff. That's the only point at which I realize that it is like slightly more important than a regular season game. But um, for me so far, I, it hasn't really made a difference. But I do think when you know the quarterfinals comes around and uh, they're playing for the championship, I, I think it's like I, I think it's an automatic win for the NBA because I do think people will tune into that last game. And it, honestly, there's just not a lot of regular season games that people care about anymore on a national level i feel like it's you know you got your christmas games and uh thanksgiving games and you know people obviously love those but besides the holiday games um and and new year's can't forget about the new year's games but besides those slate of games like i don't know the regular season is kind of just like you're just waiting for it to end and get to the the playoffs in the nba because it is long season so i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to a few uh, in-season tournament games later on, but uh, but right now I like to report that my Nuggets are playing very well, two and zero in the in-season tournament so far, leading Group B with a uh, plus fourteen differential. So um, yeah, we're looking pretty good. We'll see. We've got Game Three against the Pelicans and Game Four against Houston. So definitely neither game is a cakewalk. Um, Houston. Houston has been playing pretty well this year. 
and the Pelicans, of course, are always a, you know, hard fighting team with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and um, yeah, guys like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah. and for we'll, we'll see what happens. And first round pick Jordan Hawkins from UConn Huskies, national sure. winning, uh, national yeah. champion Jordan Hawkins, who just had twenty five last night against the Mavericks. And Can't the, forget about Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, he's, my apologies. He's well, the fan. he's going to be a great NBA player because he can absolutely shoot the lights out of the ball. He's already averaging fourteen this year as the the Pelicans' sixth man. So I think he was a great pick for the Pelicans and a great fit in any NBA team because he could absolutely shoot the lights out from three, and he's just going to get stronger and and better with the other facets of his game, but. I, I mean, now that I'm talking about UConn basketball, I might as well talk about college basketball. I love college basketball. I, I think there's, it is the best sport on the planet. That and college football, just the rivalries and some of the upsets that, that happen. Just it, the aura around college sports, I just think is, is better for crazy fandom than professional sports. That's just me. I think there's more tradition, and I think it it gets more rowdy, and I I love that atmosphere. Um, and and just this past week, we had Michigan State top five team in the country get knocked off by James Madison at home. I mean, it's it's really it's it's quite. I mean, it's kind of Tom Izzo is going down the hill at Michigan State, but it. It happens every year. You have these mid-major teams come out of nowhere. You had Florida Atlantic last year go to the Final Four. And I can't wait to, to see what happens this year. Obviously, UConn, the defending national winning national uh, national champions, um, they're the fifth best team in the country right now. They haven't really played anybody yet. But on December 1st, a night game, they go into Kansas and play the number one team in the country in Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. And then they back that up four days later going to UNC. And I know you're a huge UNC fan. No. Oh. Yeah, no, you are. But UConn undefeated so far. I'm going to be following them this season, um, just like you're following your Nuggets and, and giving your, your little – your little nug on the nuggets every week. I think I'm going to be given. Yeah. Given my little, you know, little check-in on my Huskies every week, because I don't think the South, I mean, South Carolina Gamecocks basketball too. You know, pretty, I mean, the women's basketball, excellent number one team in the country, but the men's currently still undefeated, just got a huge win against Virginia tech two point win. Um, down the yep. stretch of that game. So, you know, I did watch that on Friday. We could be all right. We could be all yeah, right. And I think we could be, we could be. I think that's a ringing endorsement. All right is, is all right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah it looks like we also be SC upstate and VMI. So nice. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that for us. I don't but, think that means much. Those, those yeah. wins don't mean much, but Virginia tech, another but power nice. five school, and now they get DePaul and Notre Dame in back-to-back games. We're going to learn a lot about South Carolina in the next in the next couple oh of weeks. Oh my gosh! So, Look at that break between DePaul and Notre Dame. 
Well, I'm pretty sure they they have a uh, it's like a mini little tournament. So I think uh, that makes I sense. think they play DePaul and then they play the winner of another game. I'm, I'm, uh, I see. Okay. Us- that's usually what happens this early in the season, or or they're just. I don't know, having a nice week-long break to start the season. His fall yeah. break his fall yeah. break this time of year. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I just saw, like, an 11-day span between games on the schedule, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. But, yeah, it's probably a tournament. Yeah, that that is my best guess with, with how early we are in the season. Um, but, you know, my season preview for college basketball – if, if we're going to do that, I mean, we're still in like mid-major games and there's there's not a ton of big, big, big games until later end of November into December. But, you know, obviously I got to take my Huskies to uh, to repeat. But if I had to take a team unbiasedly, just like, you know, out of the blue, I mean, the best, I don't know. I, I If I'm just going to throw throw my hat in there, I think I I think I gotta take I gotta take James Madison because James Madison just knocked off Michigan State at Michigan State. They got the best win of the season so far. So number twenty fourth ranked James Madison all the way, baby. JMU. Yeah, it's J. I know JMU in college football is banned from postseason play, and they're undefeated right now too. So JMU right now is an electric factory to be a college student there uh, to be a fan of their sports, but they're, they can't play. They can't play postseason football because they transferred from D three to D one two years ago. And I'm pretty sure it's like a two year ban. I don't know. Yeah. It's their second year of transferring from the FCS to FBS. They're ineligible for technically for winning their, their conference although they're undefeated and the 18th team in the country and have games against App State and Coastal to win the season. So they could finish within the top 15, not have a bowl game, or technically a a conference championship, which is really sad because I, I don't really get that rule at all. Yeah. But I digress. That's fair. Um, so personally, if we're picking uh... – a uh, teams to win. I'm I'm going through top freshmen in the nation uh, because I I like to pick people who I recognize and think might be good. And I'm I'm gonna be on the Stanford bandwagon this year if South Carolina doesn't stay undefeated, which they probably won't because they're not great. But um, if they do stay undefeated, obviously South Carolina's my team. But Stanford has Andre Stoyo. Stoyakovich, who is the son of Peja Stoyakovich, oh and is said to have a very similar skill set as his dad, and he has a knockdown mid-range game. So, Andre Stoyakovich is my dude, and I am going to be rooting for Stanford because of him. Oh, I love you, dude. That is just the most <laughs> random team last season of the Pac-12, so... Might as well make it count with uh, Stoyakovich's yeah. son. That is yeah. that is an incredible find by you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I love Peja, so I'm rooting for Andre. Okay, that sounds good. His to me. his name also ends in a J. 
It's A-N-D-R-E-J. Andre. Yeah, and as much as you look pretty cool freshman, you know I love my senior guards. So, I mean, the team that I'm looking at is the Marquette Golden Eagles, and I love the Big East. Marquette, led by Tyler Kolak and uh, and Cam Jones, I think is it is an unstoppable force at the guard play, and, and they're going to be – I mean, they're also a top-five team in the country, so that's not saying much. But anyways – I digress. Let's move off of basketball because it's still way too early in the season to really know what the hell we're talking about. And even later in the season, when it gets time to March Madness, we I I only won Mar- my March Madness pool last year because I picked UConn because I was just a fan. And I was like, you know what? They're doing it this year. I, I believe that much because I watched almost every single game. But anyways, let's move on to football. The NFL... We are both Giants fans. We're from Jersey. They stink. Tommy DeVito is a great story from Jersey. We talked about him enough the past couple podcasts. We got schlacked by the Cowboys. I hope we lose out. But elsewhere in the NFL, there is good football teams out there, and there's good football games happening. And we're going to start a new segment on this show called Primetime Picks, where each week we – we do a preview of the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games. This week, we have probably one of the best slates of primetime games of the season. So I think it's a great time to start this segment. We'll start with the Thursday night game. We got Bengals at Ravens, an in-division game, both teams coming off losses. The Ravens sitting at 7-3 and three at the top of the AFC North with the Bengals sitting in fourth in the AFC North at five and four best division in football. Beal, this is in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow. Who you got on Thursday night? Um, I've got Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's been incredible this year uh, as he has been for a while now. Um, and I just, I think, I think it's the Ravens year this year. They've come up short against the Bengals in the past um, in in the recent history of, of the matchup. And um, I, I think I think the Ravens have something, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't watch enough football to really say what changed. But they, they look like a different team, and they look like a more confident team out there right now. So I, I like the Ravens. Um, and honestly, I'm just excited to watch this game because I think it's great between uh, two teams that have seen each other a lot in the past couple of years. Okay. I'm going to go the other way because the Ravens just blew, blew a lead late to the Browns this past week. And the Bengals at home lost to the Texans. This Bengals team right now is outside looking in the playoffs. I think – for some reason, the Ravens in division, outside of the division, this team is unstoppable. They are six. They are six and one. Yeah, they are six or five and one outside the division, and two and two within the division. With obviously a loss to the Browns, a loss to the Steelers, and they already lost. I mean, they already beat the Bengals early this year by three. I think this is going to be another barn burner coming down to the finish. I think Joe Burrow is going to get the ball last, and I think he's going to close, and I think the Ravens are going to go 3-3 and in this division. 
because this division just beats the crap out of each other. And for some reason, the Ravens are just not, they're built to beat everybody else, but the teams in their division. So I am going with the Bengals in this one. All right. All right. So let's move to Sunday night. We'll, I would say we most likely have the same pick here, but you know, maybe not Sunday night, the worst game out of this, but frankly, I think this might be the most fun to watch because we got Josh Dobbs versus Russell Wilson. Craziness could happen on the field Sunday night. We got the Vikings, the hottest team in football right now. They've won five straight longest winning streak in football going into Denver on Sunday night. Beal, the Broncos coming off of a Monday night win against against the Bills. Who you got in this one? That was a huge win for the Broncos, but Josh Allen honestly has looked like shit recently. So I don't I, I don't really think that the Broncos are over the hump. I still think that they're the, you know, shitty old Broncos and Russell Wilson is, you know, still just having whatever issues he's had since he's joined the Broncos. And I don't think that's gonna change. But one man who looks like a different quarterback recently is Josh Dobbs. And the Vikings are just rolling right now in the NFL. And I, I got to go with the Vikings. I've, um, I've long been a, I wouldn't say a fan, but a supporter of the Vikings because I, I've got faith in that offense and in Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and, when Kirk went down, I, I kind of thought the Vikings were just going to teeter off, but um, Josh Dobbs proved that like he is legit. And I mean, the guy went in and started on a Sunday after not even seeing a single play in the playbook. Um, so I, I believe in Josh Dobbs and I believe in this offense and I think they're going to steamroll the Broncos. Yeah. I, I as much as I want to go to, I want to pick Denver because I know that all everybody, you know, if if we're talking about, you know, lines and betting lines and stuff, I think all of the public money and everybody is going to be on the Vikings in this game. There is no, I don't think anybody's going to convince themselves that Denver has two wins in a row, actually three. I mean, this, this Broncos team has won three in a row. They beat the Packers at home. They beat the chiefs at home. And then they go to Buffalo and get a win. So this team quietly playing very, very competitive football. Very you know low scoring football, though. Yeah, you know what? And the Vikings like to score. I've convinced myself. Job Stobbs is a tremendous story. He is. And uh, he's a great guy. And I think the Vikings are still going to make the playoffs. But everybody has this penciled in as a Vikings win. I don't. I, Sean Payton is a good coach. He's going to get this done. Russell Wilson's going to protect the football, and the Denver Broncos are going to get back to 500. And after this game, the Denver Broncos are going to be 5-5 five and five and creeping around the playoff hunt after a team that gave up 70 points early in the season to the Dolphins, and they're going to be creeping around the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that. This team is not good enough to make the playoffs but they're going to win this game on Sunday night. Mark my words. All right. That's something. We are two picks in a row and two picks that we disagree on going to Monday night. Now I'll lead in this one deal because you have led 
the last the last two. This is going to be the best game. Eagles at Chiefs, both teams coming off of a bye, both teams getting to – they're pretty damn healthy um, and getting off of the rest. You got Travis Kelsey making an appearance at Taylor Swift's concert this past week. I mean, because, of course. Um, but you got his brother on the other side. This is a rematch of last year's Super Bowl in which the Chiefs won. Chiefs are at home. Eagles looking for revenge as the away team coming in. Neither offense really has clicked so far this season. Both both teams and the defense for the secondary for the Eagles looks looks bad. I'm going with the better defense and at home in Arrowhead. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. I, I think they get the job done. And yeah, that, that's all I really have to say. And I can't root for the Eagles, obviously. But trying to take my bias out of it. Uh, gosh. You know what? No, I, I'm not going with the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, too distracted by Taylor Swift. Just went to a concert. Every time he makes a public appearance at a concert, he did right before they went into Denver and, and lost in Denver. I'm taking the Eagles on Monday night. You know what? I'm very disappointed. That is disgusting. Um, for one reason and one reason only, uh, because I hate the Eagles. Um, I'm with the Chiefs. I picked the Eagles to win. And I I do think that you make some good points about maybe Travis Kelsey being distracted and, you know, being in another country this past weekend on his bye game. But, I mean, he's just there supporting his um, uh, love interest right now. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I think hats off to him. He's just putting in the work. And, uh, you know, he's going to uh, put in <laughs> as much work uh, on the field as he does to his relationship. So I think this bodes very well for the Chiefs. And I, I think they're going to just continue being the Chiefs. Um, they're going to go back to – playing Chiefs football, and they're not going to put up a dud like they did against the Broncos a few weeks ago. Okay. We are – we have picked differently in every single game. Yeah. That is uh... – Well, you're just not very good at picking. It's fine. Oh, okay. You just okay. you just picked incorrectly. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that on these primetime games this week. Also uh, – Kadarius Tony over 60 yards on Monday. Okay. I definitely would take the under that's, there. That's my bet of the day. He is a bum. I know. The Chiefs receivers have, yards have, on led, one reception. have led the league in drop passes, and Kadarius Tony is a big reason why that they have True. led the league in drop passes. So, no. Just, just watch 60 right. plus. I will be watching that game because it's, <laughs> it's going to be hard not to watch that game. It is a star-studded affair, and I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl rematch on Monday night. But yeah. that does it for our NFL talk for this week. Let's move into college football. I know I touched on JMU football a little bit, but let's talk about our Gamecocks. They destroyed Vanderbilt, as you should, as an oh, yeah. SEC team. At home, they took care of business. They've done it two straight weeks. Now they get a Kentucky team who right now is stumbling, stumbling 
into Williams Bryce Stadium after getting destroyed by Alabama, taking a tough, tough losses to Missouri, Tennessee, and then getting a win against Mississippi State. But I I don't know what's gonna happen here. Kentucky's a probably a better they're a better football team. They're six and four, we're four and six, but we got a fighting chance here. You you never know. And South Carolina's got to win out just to make a bowl game. We're at home. Anything can happen. Saturday night at Williams Bryce, the crowd's going to be rocking. It's just a matter of fact can we stop Kentucky's run game? And I. The answer is yes. I, I really. I, I'm going to say no comments on that because I. I'm trying to be a very hopeful fan, but I don't want to get way too my hopes way too way too high because for some reason when we were in school we didn't beat Kentucky, and for some reason Kentucky has had our number in in the 2000s. Um, so it it has been tough sledding for us against Kentucky, but we'll see come Saturday night. We always got a chance with Spencer Rattler with the ball in his hands. So I'm looking forward to Saturday night, baby, and Willie B. Oh, yeah. Yep. Two Saturday nights in a row. Let's get that bowl game. Let's go, baby. Yep. Saturday night, Kentucky. And then Thanksgiving weekend, we destroy Clemson, baby, just like we did last year. Hell, yeah. We send them packing back to Greenville. I love it. I love ah. it. I can't wait. It's going to be a good couple of weeks, and I don't know. I believe in my Gamecocks. Let's go, Cocks, baby. But other than the Gamecocks, there's other college football out there. No, there uh, is. I mean, not not that we care about all that much, but no. I love watching college football. Um, honestly, I've been pooped out a lot after co- watching college football games because they've been pretty electric. I haven't watched a lot of NFL come Sunday, and that's probably got a lot to do with our Giants absolutely stinking. But this year, I mean, this week again, we got Georgia going to Tennessee, Utah going to Arizona, ranked matchups. Um, not not nearly as good as good of a slate as the past couple weeks, but next week is rivalry week, um, so. We're getting close to Auburn, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, South Carolina, Clemson. And that's that's really every fan base's dream win every every year. Finish off yeah. the season with a win against your rival. Um, yeah. So that does it for us. We love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Um, as always, enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, and your lunners. And Beal. Take us out. Go Nuggies. Let's win that IST, baby. What the hell even is that? The in-season tournament.